Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. <laughs> Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. There. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Basically, yeah. Um, as, as you're probably noticing in today's hour, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I love to go in the way back machine and go, Where, how did we get here? What happened? Were we asleep at the wheel? Sadly, yes. But I also, I think we loved believing in, uh, in the messages. Many of you might have been awake at the time, but uh, I think many weren't too. And sadly, but I, the start of these things is so important to me um, to understand them. And uh, maybe we can maybe we can get a better foothold on on how we got here. Maybe we can maybe we can help change some things. Who knows? Um, it's worth a shot, right? What else are we gonna do? So uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. And uh, if you haven't started taking it yet, I would suggest that you do. I would also tell you to get it for your food storage too. Um, dehydrated uh, fruits and vegetables will keep, and I would have extra on your shelf. I would. Um, no doubt in my mind on that one. Make sure that you do. And make sure that you, when you go to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate, and you'll be able to take a supplement that'll give you 31 fruits and vegetables a day. All those phytonutrients. The way that they derive those phytonutrients is very special to Balance of Nature. And that's why I talk about Balance of Nature on the show is because it was their way of doing it that preserved those phytonutrients that was so important to the body's absorption. So make sure you get Balance of Nature. Don't get any of the copycat ones. Do balanceofnature.com. They're the they're the they're the good ones and make sure that you get that product. Try it out. Try it out. That means money back guarantee. And you'll get 35% off and free shipping. Use the code Kate. That also helps the show too. 
we've partnered up and they're amazing. So uh, make sure that you're going to balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate. So let me talk about cops because I've done shows where I've talked about, um, of course, the um, SWAT, right? And how SWAT became what it became. It didn't start out that way. Well, it never does with government. (laughs) That's the problem. They give you the soft sell. They give you this is limited. This is, remember, you know, the 14-day thing with the COVID. They always tell you this very limited version so that you walk through the door. And then they keep it going, never change it, never, ever drop it. And they only enhance the problem. And it's their little solution, right? They sold you on a solution. But it's, of course, uh, it becomes what it becomes. And it usually becomes a monstrosity. So here was their solution for this. And this really uh, was in relation to civil disturbances. Now, keep in mind, cops at the time in the, in the cities and counties were doing, were doing pretty well, okay? You, if you had a civil dis- disturbance, you did pretty well. But I also want to make mention that in the 60s, when this came about, in the 60s, there were a lot of paid agitators. There were many working for the CIA that were also paid agitators. I mean, I could do... I could do so many shows on dear old Gloria, who worked for the CIA, right? Miss uh, Feminism herself. And, uh, and so many people, uh, Charlie Man- Manson. So all these different people that had connections with the CIA. And so you have to kind of wonder, hmm, you know, anyway, let me just say civil disturbances were on the rise, but I don't actually think it was that organic. I don't think it was that natural. I think a lot of it was uh, was staged to become a big civil disturbance to actually bring some of this in. So lodged within the so-called United States Department of Justice at the time was a relatively new little known agency called Law Enforcement Assistance Administration, LEAA. And in the few years of its existence, the LEAA had turned into a really big business and it was converting segments of the local police all around the country into regional branches. Along the same kind of route as Agenda 21, right? Getting it more centralized. And, uh, and then they didn't admit at the time, but the federal police force. It was basically a federal police force. It was the instigation of that. In other words, Gestapo. But, um, but that had an unpleasant ring, so they went with LEAA. So the special duty law enforcement teams, that's what they were called, special duty law enforcement teams. And then for the most part, it was not really known to the local citizens at, at, in each area, but um, they, uh, they basically, uh, basically came in and, uh, and the unit was often called a metropolitan or metro police unit. And remember how I told you the cities go metro to get fed dollars? Okay. So tip that designation of metro. So typically formed as a cooperative arrangement among a group of communities. And so each community contributes a few of its officers to this to this bigger metro, more federalized metro unit, right? And then it's given jurisdiction throughout all the communities, okay? So the LEAA at the time in the 70s assisted in getting those going by footing the bill and most of it, you know, with your federal dollars. Um, And then it sounds all nice, right? Was it needed? You tell me. First step toward replacing your local policeman with regional cop, right? And worst yet, LEAA takes deliberate advantage of the natural tendency of most police chiefs not to give up their best men, but to instead pawn off the troublemakers, right? Or the more less reliable into the metro unit because they wanted to keep the, the better ones with them, right? 
So um, then uh, they had the nickname back then. They started calling them the Stormtroopers. And this is a little bit more about SWAT, but Operation Garden Plot. Look that up. Operation Garden Plot. And most of that program uh, was involved in domestic war games and maneuvers for several years, and it was pretty well hidden at the time. And one exception, though, was its connection to Operation Garden Plot. And this isn't generally known, but a new breed of police, usually known as special weapon attack teams. Do you recognize the acronym? SWAT. Special weapon attack teams. They're the Green Berets of the police. And they were even uh, a popular TV program at the time, make them appear as heroes rather than a menace. And um, they were basically, when they started, they were supposed to just come in for only certain Big, huge events. Have you noticed, though, that they're consistently training all the time and showing up at even the low-level things that that city cops can can get to in a hurry, but then you've got the SWAT truck and the SWAT team there for even the smallest occurrence? This is what has this is what has transpired since they put this in. And so uh, you could say to yourself, well, these policemen are good Americans. You know, surely they would not allow themselves to be used as tools in setting up a dictatorship. But a lot of people didn't see it. And Operation Garden Plot had started in the 60s in the wake of the riots, um, which were, you know, they were given to these, these special police units and given the slant of civ- serious civil disturbances might rise again. And that's why they kept them in place. And, uh, and it was pretty, well, it's pretty telling about where we're at now, right? Because even now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to replace it with an even bigger Gestapo, a bigger federal force. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanted to mention the presidential uh, executive order, 11490. This was under Nixon in the 70s. And this is what really has transpired to become what we just lived through. And at the time, people were trying to warn people about this. This was 1969. 33 pages long, and it basically put the Constitution out of order when, uh, you know, out of existence whenever they wanted to declare an executive, uh, an, an emergency of any kind. And that's the problem. They left it to be really ambiguous. And it said any, in any national emergency type situation that might conceivably confront the nation. Well, that can be anything, anything. So there was a, a declaration of emergency and uh, and also uh, it can be invoked um, at any time, uh, really for any reason that would be construed as national interest. So many people at the time when this happened were horrified that it was happening. They really were trying to, I know the John Birch Society was trying to warn people a lot. They were really trying to warn people this is very bad because this outs, this ousts the Constitution. And what they were saying was basically this in the executive order, assuring the continuity of the federal government in any national emergency type situation that might confront the nation. Ask yourself this. Why did you need that? We are a nation of states. In any national emergency, the state could have handled anything. Why did you need a big, heavy-handed continuation of federal government under an emergency? Why did you need them at the helm? This is where they placed themselves at the helm, really, truly took over uh, the Constitution in the 70s to say, we're here, we're the focus, not the nation, not the people, not the republic, but the federal government. And it was really for the benefit of those that pulled the strings. 
And so that authorized unconstitutional, illegal powers by wielding the federal government as much as they wanted to in every turn under the guise of emergency. Um, border closing and control, censorship. Reg- this is back in the 70s they were saying this. Registration, continual monitoring of all citizens, their movements um, under this uh, quasi-private United States Postal Service playing an important role in that as well at the time. Full powers over transportation and communication were also granted along with the forms of energy right down to flashlight batteries. Even your pocket radio would be included because of the authority given to control any device of emitting uh, radiation, electromagnetic radiation, um, you know, through your TV radio in small amounts. So the federal police structure would also be activated under this executive order. And uh, so these were fairly close together for a reason. And so would special emergency measures for custody and protection of prisoners. And so it was worded in a way, really its true meaning, mass feeding and housing is noticed a lot in that document. Mass feeding and housing. Not just for prisoners, mass feeding and housing. Look at the issues we're dealing with today. Um, and it, it really kind of gave them all the tools that they needed for mass political control. And this was noted in this in the 70s, hunger because various provisions for stockpiling of survival items, food, water, all of these things initiated after a declaration of emergency, rather than being prepared ahead of time to meet the emergency, if the emergency was actually gonna occur and harm people. And the federal government could artificially create terrible shortages at will under the guise of stockpiling. We're gonna see this unfold in the next decade. You realize this, right? Next five years. I absolutely would place money on it. And then what they do is they construct the emergency and then they declare the emergency. And then they're, they're, they are themselves the solution to the emergency by taking over your life and ousting the Constitution. You no longer have uh, what they consider your rights, your God-given rights under an emergency. So in, back in the 70s, here was the comment. You may think this is too far-fetched. Just remember back to the days of World War II, if you're old enough. Do you recall when you were required after the war broke out to turn any extra tires you may have had and therefore had a hard time getting any new ones? You had to go turn them in? The excuse was given that the rubber had to be stockpiled and recycled into the war effort, but many eyewitness accounts were coming out at the time saying that those tires were piling up, they were slashed, and they were burned after they were turned in. Congressional record in 1942 contains a great deal of material brought out um, by Senator Harry Truman at the time, showing that there was a deliberate larger plan to deny many critical war materials, both to the American public and our military forces in the early days of the war. Wow. You know, they, many people have been awake for a long time. And I, my hat's off to you if you're, if you're one of those. If you realized early on how they were changing these things. Um, and, and maybe shining a, a lot more light on this can help. Maybe if people truly understand the roots of some of the things we're dealing with now, like the emergency order. And now the emergency order has, be, has become a big funnel of money for the states, hasn't it? Big extra paycheck and a pat on the back for doing whatever the administration wants you to do. Wow. 
Um, look at how our rights were curtailed. Look at what they did to us in the last year and a half. Look what they're doing to us now and what they want to do to us with the vaccine. All under an emergency order and a vaccine under an emergency order. So they don't have to go through all of the regular things that they go through. And they'd still be horrific even then. I just wanted to give you this little glimpse into history today and felt like it was important. We needed to talk about these things because we don't. And talk shows out there are not talking about the roots of these things. We should be more. We should be educating each other more on what what our past looked like that we didn't even recognize. We didn't even know really what was going on at the time, possibly. I will be right back. I know we're going to lighten it up considerably. I'm going to be right back with Allison Armstrong, uh, the relationship guru. If you listen to Prager at all, she's always been, she's been on Prager for years. She's amazing. And you're going to want to listen to her. You're going to learn something about men and women today. I'm excited. And stay with me. Stay with me on this. You're going to love it. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com.